Hello everybody, I am Jason Trader. I am the Prince of Wessex, and this is the Art of Being, the podcast, the Jerome edition. I don't know, does Jerome have sound effects? I don't know, I always feel like I need some high-tech sound effects there to like bring people in, but I don't have one, so uh, if you want to make one for me, go ahead. Anyway, let's get into the Jerome edition of the podcast. Today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Jerome. For those of you who don't know who Jerome is, uh, Jerome is considered one of the early church fathers, most notably by the Catholics. They look a lot to the writings of, of Jerome. Uh, Jerome and Augustine engaged in a lot of discussions, uh, and we have those discussions preserved for us. What I'm going to be quoting from today will be the letter from Jerome to Augustine. Uh, there is other writings, and I'll, I'll bring up one other writing just because it helps me make, make a point. Uh, but for the most part, I just want to talk about what Jerome and Augustine talked about. Uh, Jerome, he's the guy who brought us the Latin Vulgate. He got with uh, Pope Damascus I, and they got together and said, Hey, you know, lots of people speak Latin. Uh, why don't we make a Latin Bible? And he got uh, Jerome, isn't he? Got with uh, a Jew who had been converted uh, to the religion, to his religion, uh, and uh, took that guy, had that guy teach him some Hebrew, and then they got in and uh, retranslated the text to the Latin Vulgate. Uh, a lot of people will note a lot of errors and mistakes in the Vulgate. Uh, and, and I definitely think that there are some, but either way, the, the guy that we're talking about, Jerome here, uh, was a known scholar and, uh, you know, a notable person at the time. You know, you don't just hire some scrub to make you a Bible, you know. So Jerome was a guy of note. He was a guy of authority. And uh, to this day, Catholics, like, I mean, that's St. Jerome. That, that's their dude. Uh, they look to him. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the things he talked about, and uh, so let's let's get into get into the reading here. So to preface this, to start this, I just want to put something in the back of your head, and then we'll talk about it later. So this is from Jerome, and it says the Nazarenes accept Messiah in such a way that they do not cease to observe the old law. Okay. So that is a quote from Jerome, who talks about a sect of the Nazarenes that accepted the Messiah and continued to keep the law, which is the Torah. So we here at the Art of Being, we think the same thing as the Nazarenes, apparently, because we also believe in the Messiah, and we believe in the requirements of keeping the old law. So we believe the same thing the Nazarenes believe, uh, which is interesting, because the Nazarenes are mentioned in Acts 24. And there's a little note about who started the Nazarene sect. So Jerome tells us that the Nazarenes, and, and Jerome, we're talking like 400 AD here. So this isn't like, you know, this guy didn't know any of the apostles uh, personally. Uh, you know, he might have known uh, some writings and stuff that we didn't have, maybe some fragments and, and stuff with his translations and with his studies, but he, he didn't know these apostles personally. Uh, so a lot of people like to say that uh, who are we to judge when we have early church fathers that were closer than us to that 
they obviously know better because they were closer to the Messiah. But 400 years connected with no internet is not really a connection at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, probably some of you out there with no experience at all, if you devoted your life to translating the Hebrew scriptures and creating your version of the Bible, you would have more information at your fingertips than Jerome did. You, I mean, you just would. Like, you have all kinds of archaeological research, other studies, newfound fragments. We today actually know more than he did. So to say, who are we to judge him? He was closer to the Messiah. Well, 400 years disconnected from uh, the Messiah, disconnected from Paul and his teachings, uh, is a long time without the internet. So he knew everything that he knew about the Bible, everything that he studied was just from scrolls. He read you know, Hebrew scrolls, Greek scrolls, uh, Latin stuff. You know, he he was a philosopher. That's that's what Jerome was. I mean, when you look at what he was talking about, he was also he was reading philosophies and he was uh, studying the scriptures to try to find what religion should look like based off of his philosophy, based off of what he understood. So I think uh, I totally have grounds to uh, look at Jerome's writings with a critical eye. Uh, and not look to him as divine in any way, because I have more information than than, than he would have had. And I and I want to to preface uh, before I get into this uh, that I want to distinguish the difference between the teachings of Jerome and the teachings of Paul. Right. So the sect of the Nazarenes, we find that just like we here at the Art of Being, believed in the Messiah and observed the old law. So let's read Acts 24 and 5 and get uh, back on track here. It says, For we have found this man, a pestilent fellow, they're talking about Paul, and moreover, a sedation among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. Boom, right there. So these Nazarenes, where did they learn... And who was their ringleader? Oh, it was the man, the Apostle Paul himself. You can go ahead and look that up for yourself in Acts when uh, it says this man, uh, and it's clear in the context that they're, they're talking about Paul. Uh, so Paul is the ringleader of the Nazarenes. The Nazarenes believe both in the Messiah and observing the old law. So anyone who ever says that Paul did not teach that we are still required to keep the law has some serious reconciliation to do. Because right here we see that the Nazarenes, whom Paul was the leader, believe in the Messiah and observe the Torah. Well, where would they learn such a thing except for from their ringleader? Why would they believe the exact opposite of what their ringleader taught? Why would these 400 years later Paul taught, believe in the Messiah, you don't have to keep the law. And 400 years later, they somehow accidentally ended up following the law again. And that just really doesn't make a lot of sense. And when you look at it, Jerome is quoting this, telling us that these people who are the Nazarenes that Paul started, keep the law and believe in the Messiah. Now let's now that let's just put that in the back of your mind. We're going to get back to that. I want, want you to throw that back into the back of your head. And we'll get back to that. Because I want to get into this, the actual letter from Jerome to Augustine and discuss a little bit about the different things that Jerome talked about. So it says, the matter in debate. So he's gonna tell us what, uh, what the debate is here between him and Augustine. Therefore, 
or shall I rather say your opinion regarding it, is summed up in this. So here he tells us what Augustine's opinion is. That since the preaching of the gospel of Christ, the believing Jews do well in observing the precepts of the law, i.e. in offering sacrifices, as Paul did, in circumcising their children, as Paul did in the case of Timothy, and keeping the Jewish Sabbath, as all the Jews have been accustomed to do. Jerome is telling us that what Augustine believes is that the Jews do well in observing the law. He also makes a distinction here, Jerome does, as Paul did. He said that a couple times, right? He said, as Paul did. So here we find that those early church fathers in whom we put a lot of credit, right? He is saying here from his mouth that Paul observed offering sacrifices and observed circumcision and observed the Sabbath. And he's saying that Augustine is saying that they do well in doing that. Okay? And uh, Jerome continues. If this be true, we fall into the heresy of Cernicethus and Ibion, who, this is just two uh, other people that, that started their own sects of uh, Christianity or Judaism or whatever you want to call. These are other people that believed uh, or had other religions. So Jerome is saying you're doing, by believing that the Jews are cool to do the ceremonies, you're believing the same flaw that these other people believe. So through believing in Christ, we're anathemized by the fathers for this one error. That anathemized, uh, it, it basically means kicked out. So he's saying that we kicked these guys out of the church for the error of believing that keeping the ceremony was okay, that keeping the festivals of the Jews was okay. So that the, the error is, and he explains, that they mixed up the ceremonies of the law with the gospel of Christ and professed their faith in which was new without letting go what was old. So Jerome is telling us here that we kicked out those people from the church. We booted them and we say that they're, they're apostate. They're no good. They're they're bad. We don't like them. We're speaking against them. Jerome is saying, we kicked them out of the church because they believed in mixing the ceremonies of the Jews and the gospel of Christ. Okay? So he's saying, we booted these guys out for that, that, that heresy. And what's interesting about that is, remember what I said, put in the back of your mind, real quick? I said, put in the back of your mind that Paul was the ringleader of the Nazarenes. We put that in the back of our mind, and we read that from Acts 24 and 5. Paul was the ringleader of the Nazarenes. And what did the Nazarenes do? They accepted the Messiah and observed the old law. What did Jerome do, or what did he say was done by the church at the time to those who believed in the Messiah and believed in the law? He says they kicked him out. They kicked him out. So, Paul, the leader of the Nazarenes... The Nazarenes believe in the Messiah and keep the law. Jerome kicked out those people who believed in the law and the Messiah. So here we find that it was not Paul who was preaching that we should not observe the law. People falsely accuse Paul. 
And I feel bad for Paul. He gets a really, really bad rap. This dude, I'm going to do an episode just on Paul because Paul is dope. This dude is definitely a positive example for us to follow and definitely had inspiration from the Holy Spirit. I mean, Christ came down to like teach this dude. Like that doesn't happen to, to enemies of, the, of God, right? Like if you're an enemy of God, like a lot of uh, people, some of the, in the Hebrew roots movement, they love to say that Paul's a false prophet. Well, how many times does God appear to false prophets? I mean, maybe you can argue Balaam or somebody, you know, uh, in the Bible where it actually happened. But really what we're seeing here is, is Paul had some inspiration. This dude's a dope dude. And he is falsely accused of teaching people that they don't have to observe the law. We just find right here through the writings of Jerome that Paul was the ring. We find out actually, sorry, through the writings of Acts that Paul was the ringleader of the Nazarenes. And we find through Jerome that the Nazarenes kept the law. So Jerome is kicking out the people that Paul started. Jerome is saying, I, or by the fathers, right? He's talking about the fathers of, of, of the church. They kicked out the people that Paul started. So who preached that we don't have to follow the law? Was it Paul or was it Jerome? I think it's very clear that Paul, the ringleader of the Nazarene sects who were keeping the law, these sects of people, the uh, religious sect, Believe in the Messiah and keep the law. And Jerome is saying, we kicked out these people that Paul is the ringleader. This is Jerome in direct opposition to Paul's teachings. Right here. He doesn't say, Paul preached against the law, so we had to kick out these people who kept the law. He says, these Nazarenes, who we find in Acts, were from Paul. These are the ones, these the, the Ebians, right? that believe in the law and you Augustine who believe that that it's okay for them to continue to observe the law I'm saying we're kicking these people out I'm saying that they got to go so it's very clear here through this teaching from Jerome that it was not Paul who said we don't have to observe the law it was Jerome and people like him during that time you're talking 300 AD 400 AD Around these times when the Catholic Church is, is coming to prominence, it's not just like one of the bishops of Rome. We're starting to call them popes now. We're starting to, to take off. These are the people that formed your thought process, not Paul. So to say that Paul preached against the law is not true, according to Jerome, because he's saying that the people Paul preached to believed in the Messiah and kept the law. And then later on, because that where he said the Nazarene part, that I was reading, that's from a different writing than, than the letter uh, where he's talking about that they kicked him out. The one where he's talking about we kicked him out is a letter from Jerome to Augustine. The other one I was quoting from a different letter. So we're, we're compiling Jerome's work to build a better picture of, of how early church thought was formed. And when people say Jerome and people like him are early church fathers, do you realize that that's not even an accurate statement, that that in itself is a lie. Early church fathers are like James and John and Paul and Peter, the disciples, the apostles. And I would even maybe, if you like throwing like Timothy, someone who learned directly from Paul, and there's some other people that we can find like that like was a disciple of one of the disciples of John and he like shows up. So those guys, 
are early church fathers. Jerome is not an early church father. He's an early church father because he was speaking to the early church at the time Catholic was forming. So he looks like an early church father to Catholics because he was preaching at the beginning of their religion, not at the beginning of when the Messiah came. He wasn't preaching two, three years after the Messiah's death. He's not preaching 20 years after the Messiah's death. He's preaching, you know, 400 years after the Messiah's death. So why is he considered an early church father? Because to us, who are looking back over 2,000 years of time, that period of 400 years seems pretty small. And especially when we do like we do, and we throw things up on these timetables and these charts, and we put them on PowerPoint slides, and we throw them up on the screen, and you see Messiah's death, Paul's preaching, Jerome's preaching, and you go, oh, those are right next to each other. Not the case. Not the case at all. 400 years without an internet connection is quite distant. He would have been going to libraries. He would have had to go to all kinds of other people to piece together his ideas based off of scrolls that this person had, scrolls that that person had. Maybe you go to this church and learn from that guy. He, and, and I'm not knocking the dude and saying he was unintelligent and uninformed. I'm just saying what he had at his disposal was pretty much what we have at our disposal minus archaeological finds from modern times that help us find even more insight into the scriptures. So he had less than we have, but was looking at the same scrolls or the same Bible rather, right? I mean, this guy made the Vulgate, which, you know, is pretty similar besides some of the errors is pretty similar to what we currently look at as a Bible. He was just looking at the same thing you guys were and drawing conclusions. That's what he was doing. So to say that he had some special insight and that he was divine or a saint of some kind, they, I mean, they have to call him a saint, right? I mean, they have to. Because if he's not a saint and he's just some guy, well, some guys are wrong and some guys are right. And some guys hold right thoughts and wrong thoughts at the same time. So if we looked at him as just a guy, then we could throw out things that we don't like and be like, hey, he was wrong here. He was right there. And we could kind of use that to study and build a better form. But if you make him a saint, oh, snap. That's St. Jerome. You can't speak against a saint. And now we look at his writings and we're like, man, this is the guy. This is it. He's one of the early church fathers. We have to trust our early church fathers, but he is not a part of the early church because the early church was called the Nazarenes and was started by Paul. And they believed in the Messiah and kept the law. Jerome says we kicked them people out. We, <laughs> my people, my religion, our people, we kicked out the people who believe in the Messiah and believe in keeping the law. I'm going to continue with some of his readings here. All right, so here's another writing from Jerome to Augustine. It says, the, adher the adherents to this sect are known commonly as the Nazarenes. They believe in Christ, the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, and they say that he who suffered under Pontius Pilate and rose again is the same as the one whom we believe. But while they desire to be both Jews and Christians, they are neither the one nor the other. So here, he's dogging on the Nazarenes. Jerome is. Jerome is saying these Nazarenes, and he just lays out a quick foundation of what the Nazarenes believe. This is what the Nazarenes believe. They believe in Christ is the Son of God. 
He was born of a virgin. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He rose again. And they claim, he says, that they believe the same thing we believe. But, he says, they desire to be Jew and Christian, and they're neither. So, they do the Jewish stuff, and then they, do the, they believe the same stuff that us Christians do. So, they're not Jew or Christian. What are they? Well, he calls them the Nazarenes, which we see is, is Paul. That's Paul. Paul started that. That's Paul's ministry at work. Jerome tore it down. Well, people like him, rather. People during his time, right? Jerome just tells us that it happened. I'm not saying that he did it himself. But, again, we're finding out that the Nazarenes believed in keeping the law. Hmm, it's interesting, right? Who do you listen to? Do you follow Paul's teachings? Do you follow Jerome's teachings? If you're a Catholic listening to this, you ain't got no problem with Jerome's teachings because you just simply say, well, yeah, he worked for the Pope. The Pope made it so. They had some meetings, and yeah, that's what we believe based off him. But there's a lot of Protestants out there that I think might have some problems finding out that their religious mindset was formed not by the teachings of Paul, as you've been told, but by the teachings of Jerome. And here, Jerome continues. And I'm skipping some stuff here. You guys can go look this up for yourself. I mean, the Catholics have... Um, you can just go to some of their websites, like the official Catholic websites, and just find these letters if you guys want to look them up for yourself and study them for yourself. They're out there. They have them, uh, and you can just look them up. That's where I found them. I just went to a Catholic website, looked up, hey, what's Jerome teach? And they, they got the stuff. So if you guys want to validate me, go right ahead, and I would encourage it. But let's let's continue because I'm skipping some. The reason I bring that up is because I'm, I'm definitely skipping some things uh, to kind of highlight some points so that this doesn't get too long. Uh, so you can go read it for yourself if you want to know more. But Jerome continues, If, however, there is for us no alternative but to receive the Jews into the church. So he's saying, if we, if we let these dudes come in, if that's our only choice, this is what's going to happen. This is what he's about to say. Along with the usage of prescribed by their law. So if, if we let them in, if we let the Jews into the church, along with their use of the law... If in short, it shall be declared lawful for them to continue in the church of Christ, what they have been accustomed to practice in the synagogues of Satan. So here he calls the Jews synagogue of Satan. Uh, that might let you a little know about what his agenda was or what his thought process was on, on the, uh, the kin of the Messiah. He didn't like them, apparently, because he calls them the synagogue of Satan, which is pretty common. I mean, even Martin Luther, you know, a thousand years later, does the same thing. So uh, people didn't like the Jews. Uh, let's, let's get back here. I will tell you my opinion on the matter. They will not become Christians, but they will make us Jews. So here Jerome says what the problem is. Jerome says right here, if there's no alternative but to bring the Jews into the church and allow them to keep the law, the law he calls the synagogue of Satan, now I, I know a lot of you are going to have a problem with that, that where even if you don't keep the, the law. Even if you're a Christian that says, I believe in the Messiah, I'm saved by grace, I don't have to keep the law, I don't have to keep the Torah. If you are a person that says you don't have to keep the Torah, you still would agree with me in this statement that there's in no way are the first five, the practices found in the first five books of the Bible, a synagogue of Satan. That's not true at all. <laughs> Even if you don't keep the law, you, you would think that they had allegory, they had purpose at the time, 
Here he clearly says the customs of the Jews is a synagogue of Satan. That is a skewed world view. This is a person who thinks doing the ceremonies. Oh, by the way, Paul says that these ceremonies, again, even if you don't keep the law, you'll understand this statement, that, that, that the ceremonies point are a shadow to the Messiah. That's what Paul said. So the Passover was a shadow to the Messiah, who is our Passover lamb dying for our sins. Jerome is calling the practice of Passover, the customs, to be of the synagogue of Satan. That is not correct at all. That is wrong. That is wrong. Even if you don't believe you still have to hold those practices, saying that the Jews who practice them is sat satanic, you'd be like, no. I mean, come on, guys, right? Come on. Common sense. Common sense. Those practices are not Satan. They were to point to the Messiah. The customs were to tell us of the Messiah, of how salvation works, of how grace works, the timeline for his coming. The giving of his spirit, all connected to these customs. That's not satanic. Even if you believe you don't have to keep them, you wouldn't say that those are satanic. You would say that they pointed to the Messiah. And I would agree. They do point to the Messiah. I just feel that I still got to do them. And his problem with the whole thing is that if we allow them to continue to practice, he says, I will tell you my opinion of this matter. They will not become Christian, but they will make us Jews. So his problem with this whole thing, Jerome's problem is, if we let these Jews practice this ceremonies, they're going to start converting everybody to Judaism. And we're not going to convert them at all. So he doesn't want his people to begin to follow the practices of what he feels is satanic. So he says we can't let them continue, right? That's why he comes to these conclusions. So we can't let them continue to do these practices because they're going to convert us. We won't convert them. They will convert us. Of course they're going to convert you because they're operating in the truth. Paul taught these people to believe in the Messiah and to keep the law. And you're saying we got to kick them out or they're going to convert us. That's you saying you don't want to be converted by the disciples of Paul. I got a problem with that. That is a person with an agenda. That is a person who wants his own religion and doesn't want his religion to be connected to something else. He's filled with pride. He's filled with arrogance. I don't want our people to go their way. So we have to shut it down, he says. So we kicked them out for their error. He calls it an error. He also calls it the synagogue of Satan. This is a person who is trying to preserve his thought process and his philosophies. That's not a person seeking the truth. He's not saying, hey, look, here's a Bible verse that says why we don't need to keep this practice. He says, we don't need to keep these practices because they're going to end up converting us. Of course they are, because you're operating in philosophies while these people, the Nazarenes, are operating in truth. The truth is, Paul preached that we should keep the law, as proven by the sect of the Nazarenes, to which he is the ringleader who keeps the law. So here we have Jerome in opposition to Paul. That's crazy. Anyway, I'm going to keep reading. For what Christians will submit to hear what is said in your letter? So he's saying, 
Jerome's talking about Augustine's letter because they're writing back and forth. And you can look at Augustine's letter to him too. You can find all this stuff online, guys. All right, Paul was indeed a Jew. So this is Jerome talking. And when he had become a Christian, he had not abandoned those Jewish sacraments which that people had received in the right way and for a certain appointed time. Therefore, even when he was an apostle of Christ, he took part in observing these, he's talking about the, cer the ceremonies of the Jews, but with this view that he might show that there were in no wise hurtful to those whom, even after they had believed in Christ, desired to retain the ceremonies by which the law they had learned from their fathers. So Jerome uh, just says, Paul kept the, the sacraments right there, guys. Paul, uh, in Jerome's opinion, who, who I would say uh, is not always right. And he's not always wrong either, because he's not wrong here. He's not wrong in assuming that Paul was a Jew. He's not wrong in assuming that Paul became a, a Christian or, or, or uh, you know, a convert to the Messiah. That's what, that's what his view of a, a Jerome's view of a Christian is. He did not abandon those Jewish sacraments. So Jerome tells us that Paul didn't abandon the law and that he continued to do the law because it's not hurtful to do so. Jerome continues, Now I implore you to hear patiently my complaint. So this is Jerome's problem he's going to tell us. Paul, even when he was an apostle of Christ, observed Jewish ceremonies, and you affirmed that they are in no wise hurtful. So you affirmed. So he's saying Augustine thought this. In no wise hurtful to those whose wish is to retain them as they had received them from the fathers by the law. I, on the contrary, so I disagree, shall maintain and through the world were to protest against my view, though the world were to protest against my view, sorry, I may boldly declare that the Jewish ceremonies are to Christians both hurtful and fatal, and that whoever observes them, whether he be Jew or Gentile originally, is cast into a pit of perdition. Jerome goes on to explain why he, he thinks it. He, he does quote uh, the book of Acts and, and some various other books, and, and a lot of the stuff he's quoting, he, he does draw some wrong conclusions from them. But again, I'm going to let you read them yourself. Uh, but right there, so if we're finding out that the Nazarenes kept the ceremonies, he tells us Paul, Jerome tells us Paul keeps the ceremonies found in the Torah. But I, he says, Jerome says, boldly declare. That means he's for serious about this. That these ceremonies, the Moedim, the, the, the ones that God said do forever, are hurtful and fatal. That's what Jerome says. So if you believe that you don't have to practice the ceremonies, the Torah, the law, the customs found in the Torah, then you're following the teachings of Jerome, not the teachings of Paul. You're a disciple of Jerome. Now, again, if you're a Catholic listener, you'd be like, cool, I'm a disciple of Jerome. Next. But I bet you there's a lot of people out there that are like, wait a minute. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't follow Jerome. I follow the teachings of Paul. And then you're going to go to Paul's writings and you're going to draw conclusions from them that Jerome taught us. <laughs> Not that Paul taught. 
Because clearly the people that Paul taught believe in the Messiah and kept the law. Do you need me to read it again? Do you need me to read it again? The Nazarenes, this is from Jerome, accepted Messiah in such a way that they do not cease from observing the old law. And Paul, it says, the, was the ringleader of the sects of the Nazarenes, found in Acts 24 and 5. So the Nazarenes who Paul taught observed the law. Those who followed what Jerome taught did not observe the law, probably because they were scared about getting kicked out of the church like other people did who said it was important to observe the law. Right? Man, y'all need to wake up. Wake up and repent for thousands of years of false teachings following a vain philosopher who teaches that Jewish sacraments are satanic. You need to follow the teachings of Paul, who taught that the Messiah is from which salvation comes, but that we are to continue to observe the law as his disciples, the Nazarenes, did. Let me continue, and then I'll close out here. Just got a couple more things to read. All right, so now Jerome says, you will reply. So Jerome is saying, based off of what I've told you, you're going to say, Augustine, so he's telling us what Augustine would say. You're going to say, the ceremonial observances in which they continued to follow the practice of their fathers in the way in which these were compelled by Paul himself. Oh, snap. So, you're, so Jerome is telling us that Augustine believed that Paul himself taught to continue the ceremonies of their fathers. I'll continue, without believing them to be at all necessary to salvation. So here we find Augustine. So he says, you'll reply. Jerome says, you'll reply. Augustine, what you believe is, you believe that, you believe that Paul continued to teach people to observe the ceremonies and that these ceremonies aren't observed for salvation's sake. Now I wonder where they would draw that conclusion. I don't know, maybe the Bible, maybe the writings of Paul. Have you read Galatians? Because I have. I get asked that all the time. Have you read Galatians? And I have read Galatians. And Galatians says, we're not saved by works of the law. So for these people at the time in whom Jerome is debating and why he's writing this letter to, to counter against, he's saying, you guys say that observing these laws is not is fine. Paul taught that we should do it and that they're not necessary for salvation. Boom. That's That sounds like a pretty good truth to me. That sounds about right. He says Paul himself taught it. Well, I kind of trust Paul a little bit. I kind of say like, that dude might have known something that I didn't know, right? So Paul himself taught that we should keep these ceremonies. And Paul himself taught without believing that them, these, these ceremonies, to be necessary to salvation. Now, Jerome continues, I do not fully understand what you mean by the words without believing them to be at all necessary to salvation. For if they do not contribute to salvation, why are they observed? And if they must be observed, they by all means contribute to salvation, especially seeing that because of observing them, some have been made martyrs for they would not be observed unless they contributed to salvation. So here, Jerome gets something absolutely, totally, 100% wrong. He's saying 
Paul taught that we should keep these ceremonies and people believe that the ceremonies are not necessary for salvation. Jerome, in his philosophical mind, says, if they're not necessary for salvation, then why are you doing them? So they must be necessary for salvation. That's why he was getting rid of them, guys. That's why Jerome was trying to get rid of these observances of the Jews. Because of a fallacious statement. If they said, I don't believe that this saves me, and he's like, nah, if it doesn't save you, then why are you even doing it? Because Paul said, shall I sin that grace may abound? That's why. The answer is no. God forbid. Of course, just because I'm saved by grace and Messiah doesn't mean I just stop doing what is righteous. Stop uh, upholding the ceremonial observances found in the Torah. I don't stop doing it. And I will tell you that I would tell Jerome. I'd say, hey, Jerome, I believe in the Messiah. And I believe that I should continue to observe these things. And that these things do not match my salvation. That's what I would tell Jerome. And he would just tell me, well, if they don't mean your salvation, then why are you even doing them? You must mean that these save you. And they don't. So that means they're wrong. That means we have to get rid of them. But that's not true. I'm telling you that they don't save me. I'm telling you I don't believe they save me. And he's like, nah, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, dog. I don't believe you because you wouldn't do it if it didn't save you. Well, of course I would, because I want to do what's right. I want to do what's right. I'm not, I'm not saved because I listened to my mom and dad, but I was told, honor thy father and mother. So I do it. It's that simple. I'm not saved because I do it. But he's saying, why do it if it doesn't save you? That is an incorrect conclusion. He's saying, I don't believe you that you said they don't save you. I think you do think they save you. And I'm getting rid of them. And I'm kicking you out of the church. And I'm condoning the kicking you out of the church because it's satanic to do what Paul taught, apparently. He's saying here, too, that some were martyred for these observances. So he's saying some people were killed because they observed these days. And he says that that zealousness of them being killed for observing these days... They wouldn't have been martyrs if they didn't believe it saved them. They would have just forsaken it. Of course. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jerome is off his rocker here. I got martyred because Yeshua observed the law. Paul taught us to observe the law. Here comes this dude telling me don't do it. I'm going to stand my ground because I know what I was taught by Paul. And you killed me because of it. And he's saying... They must have believed it saved them or they wouldn't have allowed themselves to be killed. But I bet you if they had not been killed and forsook the law, Jerome probably would have been like, man, these people don't even keep their own law. And then use that as an excuse to not keep the law. This guy just doesn't want to keep the law. He wants his own religion. He has his own philosophy. He thinks the Jews are evil. He thinks that their ceremonies are bad. He's worried that the Nazarene sects and these people that preach Messiah and the law are going to convert his people. And he incorrectly draws the conclusion, you say it's not for your salvation, but I don't believe you or else you wouldn't have died. So you must believe it's for salvation. And since it's wrong, then I got to get rid of them. Man, this guy is drawing some fallacious conclusions and then here here a little little further down he tells us what augustine thinks so jerome continues 
For while you guard yourself against the blasphemies of polypyrenry, however you, you say that, it's like a rock and a philosopher. <laughs> like you, I think they named a rock after it, and there's a philosopher named it too. But anyway, that's, that's what he's saying. So he's saying you guard against that guy's heresy, for whatever he believed. You became entangled in the snare of Ibian, pronouncing that the law is binding on those who from among the Jews have believed. So here... So the Ebian, these people, um, they were a sect during the time. I mentioned them earlier. They basically believed that like the Messiah came, but he wasn't Messiah. That he was like a prophet under Moses. They, 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 there's a lot of confusion about what they believe. You know, some people say they believed that the Messiah did die and rose again. Some people say they didn't believe it, and there's there's a lot of confusion about it. But basically, these these is a group of people that that believe in Yeshua. Uh, some say he's divine, some say he's not, some say he's a prophet, some say he's divine. You know how it goes, you know, people, they draw all kinds of weird conclusions. Uh, but anyway, but they, they're a group that keep the law as well. So they believed in it and continuing to hear the law. So he's saying, just like they got tricked into keeping the law, you also are getting tricked into keeping the law. So we know that even here, 400 years after the Messiah you know, some 300 years after the Messiah or so, after Paul and them, that people were still holding to keeping the law. And and Jerome mentions that these people are keeping the law and that that is a snare, that it's entangling people. So Jerome says, perceiving again that what you said is a dangerous doctrine. So Jerome is saying that those who keep the law, it's a dangerous doctrine, he says. It's dangerous. You attempt to qualify it by words which are only superfluous. So he's saying, all your words that you wrote me about keeping the law, I don't, I don't believe none of them. I don't like that stuff. It just was nothing to me. He said, and then he says, the law must be observed not from any belief. So here Jerome is telling us, I don't care if you're a Jew. I don't care if you're Gentile. I don't care if you're an Ibian. I don't even care if you're a Nazarite who was taught by Paul to keep the law. You shouldn't keep it. That's from the mouth of Jerome. That's from Jerome's teachings. This is a guy who formed your opinion that we no longer have to keep the law. Or one of the people that contributed to it. But unto the early believers, it was not so. The early believers observe the law. Jerome even goes on to criticize Paul. So in Acts, right, Paul's accused like, yo, we heard you don't preach the law. So what does Paul do in response? He took a Nazarite vow with four other people. He even paid for them to do a Nazarite vow because you got to like pay the, uh, the, the priest to like take your hair and there's like money and sacrifice and stuff involved. And, and Paul was so worried that people thought that he didn't teach the law that he took a law vow to prove that, uh, that he does keep the law. And we know that he does keep the law and he preached it because his disciples, the Nazarenes, did so. And in Jerome's writings, and I wish I had clipped this one. I didn't clip it out, but you can look it up for himself. He says Paul did it because he was scared of the Jews and criticized Paul saying, why did you do that? Because when you did that, you led us all astray, basically. Like when you continue to observe the law because you were scared, you allowed this sect of 
satanic worship and this this error of doctrine to continue and he didn't like that that Paul did it. And then later on, after he criticizes Paul, he uses Paul's words to say, see, even Paul yelled at Peter for keeping the law, so clearly we don't have to keep the law. So I don't know what this dude believed because one minute he's saying these Nazarenes keep the law. You could find in the Bible that the Nazarenes were led by Paul. And then he criticizes Paul for keeping the law and then uses Paul's words to say, we don't have to keep the law because he told Peter that we don't have to keep it. And then he quotes some, some scriptures. That doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. And it's because this guy, you guys, he was not, uh, he did not have what we have at our disposal and fingertips. This was a guy working off of ruined, damaged pieces of paper and fragments of pieces of paper to try to piece together meaning in his time and try to piece together religion. And he's working with the Pope. He's very much Catholic in his belief system, very much Catholic in, in what he says and the doctrines he says. And Catholics will quote him quite often in how they got their doctrine and their belief system. And this is the guy who said we shouldn't keep the law. He's saying other people are keeping the law. He's saying Paul kept the law. You saw it in there. Paul kept the ceremonies. Paul continued to do it. Paul continued to do these things. And then he says, but we should not. And people that love to quote Paul don't even realize that Jerome is who you're quoting. Not Paul. Because according to Jerome, Paul continued to keep the law and continued to observe it. So if Paul preached the law and continued to observe it, what the heck are you reading? What book of the Bible you pull up? Because you'll pull up the Bible and say Paul didn't preach the law, but that's not according to history. That's not according to what is read in the historical records of what Paul taught and what people believed Paul taught. And it's because you're not quoting Paul. You're quoting Paul. And then the conclusion you draw from what Paul wrote is what Jerome's conclusion was, not Paul's disciples' conclusions, who continued to worship the Messiah and keep the law. And he's dealing with it some 300 years after Paul's death. There's still people at that time Keeping the law as Paul taught, according to his words. History has lied to you. The writers of history have been mistaken. And they have called these practices that we find in the Bible a synagogue of Satan. Paul said they're not a synagogue of Satan, but they're a shadow of the Messiah. And that is why I keep those laws, because they are a shadow to my Messiah. And he said, by the way, if you love me, keep the commandments. That's what he said. If you love me, keep my command. Mine. He called them mine. Those are my commandments. I mean, he is the author of the commandments. Yahshua is. He said, keep them. So I keep them because they point me to him. Paul tells us that. That these things are a shadow, he says. They point to him. Well, what's a shadow of Christ? Jerome would call a synagogue of Satan. What's a shadow of Christ? Jerome would kick you out of the church for being in the shadow of the Almighty. 
You don't follow Paul's teachings. You follow Jerome's teachings and the teachings of the Catholic Church. And it is time for us to repent and return and follow the truth as did the disciples of Paul, the Nazarene sect who worshiped the Messiah and did not cease from observing the old law. And I hope, guys, that this bit of history lesson and this glimpse into history, which you can look up and validate for yourself, I hope that it was a blessing to you. And I hope that you see, as I did, that Paul did not preach that we are not to observe the law. Paul preached that we are to continue to observe it. It was Jerome and people like him, the early church fathers of the early Catholic church, not the early church fathers of the way of the Messiah. But 400 years later, when the Catholic church is trying to get itself together, they were coming up with philosophies and practices that put people out of the church for observing the laws that clearly had been observed for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years these people are observing these laws and then here comes these Catholics coming in, the Roman Catholic system saying, we want to get rid of these things which you have been practicing, which Paul taught, by the way, we disagree with Paul on this particular matter. That's what they say. I don't really disagree with Paul on any particular matter. I don't. Well, Jerome did. And you do too, if you think that you no longer have to keep the law. Whom is your leader? Whom is your apostle? Who is the one that you follow his teachings and his ways? I follow the teachings of the Messiah. And I learned from the teachings of Peter and Paul and James and John, those who wrote books for my edification afterwards to help guide me in my transition. You follow the teachings of the Catholic Church and Jerome, who put people out of the church for practicing the laws of God. The early church fathers were practicing the law of God. To say the early church fathers didn't keep the law, your Jerome didn't keep it. But that's 400 years disconnected. He's trying to get rid of the sects of the Nazarenes that did keep it for those hundreds of years. You don't follow early church fathers. You thought follow early Catholicism, early Catholic thought. Because the early church fathers, the real ones, who came before Jerome, they were keeping the law. I wish for you to not be misled anymore. And I hope that this history lesson has helped you and has called you to repent from a life of sin, repent and return to the ways of God and follow for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, y'all. And we need to be found keeping and observing those things which our Messiah taught, those things which Paul taught, and those things which Elohim said are ordinances forever and not follow the false teachings of early people who viewed Jewish traditions as satanic. And if you're hearing this and you're thinking, man, I need to make a change, let me know. We can help you through this, guys. I'm on Facebook. I'm at The Art Being. I'm on Twitter at The Real Art Being. Email me at theartofbeing at gmail.com. But in the word being, there is a three for the E. That's the art of the letter B, the number three, I-N-G, at gmail.com. Hit me up and let me know. If you think I'm wrong, please pray for me and send me what I'm doing wrong. But you better be quoting a scripture when you do it. And I'll look into it. And if you think I'm right and you've learned from this, 
and you're thinking, man, I need to look into it a little further, well then go ahead and I can help guide you through it. We love you guys and uh, I hope that this has been a blessing and I guess I'll see you next time. Thanks guys for stopping by. We love you. Bye.